You know we love spooky things. This is why we fell in love with Michigan-based Lynn B. Designs. When I popped the pumpkin spice all the things wax melt into my burner, my home was filled with the delicious buttery scent. Plus, there's the wide variety of a gorgeous nail polishes with themes like Hocus Pocus and Pleasant Peninsula. All products are vegan and cruelty-free, and you can find monthly sales on Facebook and Instagram at Lynn B. Designs. Head to lynnbdesigns.store today. Again, that's L-Y-N-B-designs.store. We love them. We love you. It's great nail polish. It's the best I've ever used. Thanks! love to chat about all of the weird that is Kalamazoo. Yeah, Kalamazoo's can... pretty weird. Pretty weird place. <laughs> yeah. Mainly <laughs> due to the people. I don't think so much the hauntings, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's, uh, it can be, well, for sure. It can be. Krista is from there, so yeah. The weird. Yeah. I know. I wish I could uh, remember some of the stories my dad told me about the state hospital. You know, I've I've got a friend who's working there, so we can definitely we can definitely talk about that oh, and oh, and sweet. many other things. I I have a couple of great reference guides. You know, this is one, which is the lost and found. Um, and I know that there's a Facebook page out there now that it's all lost and found Kalamazoo. There's lost and found Michigan, and there's oh, yeah. people from all around, honestly, putting their two cents in. Um, I have another one here, which are the products that made Kalamazoo. And if I was to attribute anything to some of the hauntings, it would be the history of products and companies and people and places that have been here with most anywhere okay. that you go. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Not, so every place, not every place is haunted. Uh, that is, that's just a mere fact, but I've been lucky enough to early on starting up my group. Are we recording? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I've been, I've been lucky. I know. Where am I at? What? Hang on a minute. What's, what's in I? my coffee? Might be a little bit of the Irish in there. I don't know. Um, I've been lucky Stop. enough to, since we started investigating in, in with myself and a partner, then we started a group that I've been able to get into a few of those places. State hospital is a no-go, you know, because it's yeah. the state insane asylum. I don't know any other I guess politically correct way to put that anymore. It's it's just a crazy house. It is what it is. You know, yeah. mental health mental health is a very real thing. I know. You know, I'm very sensitive to it. And uh but that has been there for eons. It has been there for you know close yeah. to a hundred plus years. And uh yeah. to start with that a little bit I guess um the property alone had a, a slew of buildings that were attached to it at the top of Oakland uh, Drive in the hill up here in Kalamazoo by the water tower. And they're using a couple. The funny part is, as modern day has progressed, Western Michigan University has buildings literally right next door uh, to teach classes. It's, it's unrecognizable to me now, that whole area. It, yeah, there's you get there's this much. You're right. You're right. And and it's there's about yeah. this much that you'd recognize along with the president's old house that sits on the corner. Yep. But um I guess where I'm going was I was able to uh 
oh, geez. Um, I want to say in 2000, very early on, that's when they still had the halfway house on the corner, which, Krista, you should remember. Okay, yep. so they still had that. Western had started using the back property for ROTC, and it's a vast property. They also have a place called Asylum Lake, which was also a part of the state hospital. That's a whole other thing we can talk about in a minute. But um, I was able to, with permission, they gave me permission to walk the grounds. We couldn't go into the halfway house, but that's as close as I came to getting into anything at the state hospital. Wow. I had I had read the, not hearsay, I'd actually read uh, newspaper articles and the report about, you know, the patient that uh, not really escaped but got loose inside. Um you know, murdered the nurse. Uh, I won't go into it. It's pretty horrific. You know, mm-hmm. raped and murdered her. Uh, that did happen in the state hospital. Uh, you can look that stuff up, folks. You know, the information's out there. I believe mm-hmm. a doctor may have been been killed too. My, you know, brain surgery. Uh, <laughs> that's my excuse for everything for old age. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah, I just turned 61 yesterday. So, happy birthday! (laughs) Thank you. So it's um, it's got a history, obviously, and people have committed suicide there. You know, um, with as you're going to hear with any insane asylum. So, working the property was very strange in that we we collected quite a few EVPs, you know, which there's a lot of contamination because there's sounds of nature. We're near the Oakland Drive, and then there's a Howard Avenue, which is a, a hill that goes down. But okay. outside of that, we were getting voices where there shouldn't be. Um, I discovered uh, several buildings, uh, what leftovers, remnants. We we discovered a road that was in back of the halfway house made of red brick, and it was oh. kind of grown over. And we're like, where did where did this go? And it went into the woods, and then there was a hill, and they had just pushed the building down over the back of the hill there was no <laughs> removal it was just a pile of red brick <laughs> oh my and, god okay. yeah how crazy right and uh as we're standing there i'm walking the surrounding area because i call myself kind of a paranormal archaeologist sometimes and that's exactly what happened because i come across depending on where you're working you can come across you know items and this is the weirdest part so in the mucky area um, where we discovered this hill, I mean, it's quite overgrown. We sprayed ourselves with tick spray and everything. This is oh, early yeah. spring. And I look down yeah. and I see white porcelain literally at the, at my feet. And I picked up pieces of it. I still have pieces of it here at the house. Um, and it's dishware. And oh. I was excited, like, wow, I, it's white with the blue striping. I found pieces of a cup. And so I collected that stuff. Uh, We did some work there again, got some EVPs, but I went back and looked at, you know, the 1890s turn of the century maps that would have shown all the buildings, which they did. That's the only building. And we also found the remnants of a well. Oh. There, yeah, there was a well and it had been filled in like a circular well. And we yeah. could see the outline of where the building was. It was a square. It was quite large. You could have probably parked two full-size cars in there, today's cars. It was it was quite large. Yeah. And uh, I look and it's not on any of the maps. So I go to our historian 
um, Farrar, and you know she knows, and uh, she knows all about that stuff. In fact, she's got a collection of that porcelain dishware, like complete. Oh. It's completed. Oh, okay. Like yeah. so, wow. she recognized that right away. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's I got the same set," and um, I showed her where the building was, and because I drew a sketch. I know this sounds crazy, but I drew a sketch, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I have a notebook that I carry when we do investigations, if anybody's curious. It's about this size. You know, it's Doctor yeah. Who Dr. Who book. You know, I'm a ner- <laughs> I'm a nerd. So it's about it's about this size. And um I do. I keep notes and I sketch stuff yeah. if I come across things. So anyway, she's like, Yeah, it's not on any of my maps. And then, you know, her mind starts to wander and we're talking, we're sitting over, over some tea and I'm starting to wander, you know, and we're both, we both came to kind of a, I won't say a, a conclusion, but a, a, a guesstimate of what we think yeah, might've been going on there. And we know how badly people were treated in, in the healthcare system when it came to those institutions. Okay. We know. We know they may have had a building back there that the worst of the worst were put back there, uh, probably treated horrible. It wasn't a it wasn't a guardhouse. It was not any kind of warehouse. It does not show up on any of the maps yet. Here's dishware. So why would you have dishware in this huge building and then you just shove it over the back of the hill when they decided they were going to start using the grounds and then they fill in the well. So I had a water source and it was just the strangest thing. And you had a brick road. It was like wizard of Oz, you know, like the brick, the yellow brick road had been grown over. So it was the strangest thing for me. I was very intrigued. Yeah. I was really going to town on this one. And, um, we left there very bewildered, um, we got some pictures of the inside of the halfway house through the windows. They allowed us to, you know, kind of work okay, and walk the properties. Cool. Yeah. Um, we uh, adjacent to that, Chris, I don't know if you remember adjacent to that, seeing the fence that was there to the right, it had been overgrown and it looked like they had brick grills, you know, like you have a cookout out mm-hmm. there and yeah, they had an old basketball court and that's where they would take the patients yep. and they'd go out there and they'd have cookouts and they, you know, the fence was still up and it, that was really hey, bizarre yeah. too. Um, so I, I found it to be what we were able to work to really be just that un, that unsolved mystery, I guess, you know, I wanted to dig deeper and I started asking, Hey, could we come in areas that we wouldn't interact with any of the patients, you know, and this and that, and that right. almost, I mean, I came so close, but <laughs> I, 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 well, not being in there institutionalized, you know, that's up for debate. <laughs> Listen to the silence. No, Dan, yeah. not at all. Yeah, okay. No, it's totally, yeah, not you're you. fine. I have, not you. I have no space to. <laughs> yeah, the farthest <laughs> right. I ever got uh, yeah. was when I was a kid to the door. <laughs> that was it. We'd drop off my father's yeah. lunch and they would not even, there were two sets of doors and they wouldn't even let us into the, like, the vestibule. Mm-mm. We had to stay on the front porch. We, uh, oh I, was, I was with a, perf- a performing group uh, last year's in high school called Sing Out Kalamazoo. And uh, we used to go up there and do shows for them. And we had to have some people out front guarding us. And we weren't allowed inside. We performed out in the parking lot. So, yeah, some of them got a little weird. You know, it's, wow. it is what it is. <laughs> it got a little strange a couple of times. Um, 
but I have two friends who work there. Now, one okay. is open to this. Uh, he is the husband to uh, Deb Bresnahan. Deb's been with the group and me for since day one. Uh, and he's got some strange things to tell at night hearing things and he knows when it's a patient and when obviously it's not um sure he's just like i go down and i look around and i investigate and i can't find anything that's that's all i know from that end um mm -hmm. but my other friend mike i went i grew up with mike and uh you know uh, he's kind of interested in this and i he was one of the few people with my sensitivity and stuff i would share you know that stuff with and we grew up in the same uh, area on Berkeley Street, three blocks from the castle. And, um, you know, he told me, he came to me, we, we were up watching a football game and he came over to me and he's like, I got to tell you something, man. You know, I've, I've always been interested. I, I wasn't sure what to think of it, but they had, they still have tunnels. Okay. That they use for service underneath that locality okay yeah there are okay. others that have been bricked up because they he said that they have some bricked up and he's been told by very the old timers very people old people who have retired from there that yeah. some of them did go from there as far as asylum lake okay that's a long stretch oh yeah okay. that is crazy and um so he's down there and so some of the food delivery and stuff he does, the, you know, there's several kitchens there. He he retired from Art Van. It's not part of the story, but he's now decided he wanted to work for the state uh, for towards his retirement. And he's delivering yeah. food, and he hears a woman laugh and says his name. And it's not Mike. Says his real name. Says Michael. I guess he described it as this, like, ha, 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 Michael. And he oh. said that the hair stood up on his neck and he looked back behind him and he has never moved so fast with that food cart <laughs> in his life. Yeah. And uh, he won't go down he won't go down there anymore. So that's the only report I have, you know, from that oh building gosh. that all up. So I've I've done a little bit on the outside, you know, finding yeah. of what I guess is paranormal archaeology. I yeah. finally said that without drinking. Um but it's the it's that has been part of what I do, you know, even here in Kalamazoo, you know, it's I've been lucky to get into a lot of places. Other groups haven't been able to get into and or if they did, they did after we did. And it's it's I was never out to I want to make that clear. I was never out to be territorial or, you know, always had to be the first. But it's because sometimes it's because, you know, people. And it's oh, who yeah. you know, and it's how you talk to people. I, I approached that on yeah. my show last night and said, you know, there's a demeanor and there's a way that you speak to people and you should always be respectful. Yeah. Um, obviously be honest with them while you're doing this and obviously don't bait them because, you you know, you say you're going to be writing a book or you're doing a movie. I mean, that we know it goes on, but uh, I've been lucky. I've been blessed, you know, but the state hospital still holds a lot of strange things that I would love to do. I'd love to get in there. You know, like Eloise, yeah. everybody's like, well, you need to go to Eloise. Like, I'm not going in there with 500 other people wandering around. <laughs> I, yeah, if I right. had the money, I'd have to buy it for the night. I'm, yeah. I'm lucky in that I do know somebody who knows the owner. So they're, we're talking. And if that happens, I'll invite you two girls to come along. <laughs> I probably just great. recorded we just recorded our Eloise episode yesterday. So it's oh. it is very fresh on our minds. Yeah. How weird. I pick okay. <laughs> Weirdness. Welcome to um, I realized that we right? Oh my god. I realized that we completely forgot to introduce you. It's okay. 
So if you want to just um, don't you know say who I am? Who you yeah, are? Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what you do? Famous, that would friend. be awesome. Yeah. yeah oh, no, geez. we just started talking, and I hit record, and we kept talking. So it's all good. Go uh, I'm Dan Holroyd of the. Well, we've rebranded. We we're the Southern Michigan Paranormals uh, from 2008 up until this new year, and okay. uh, <laughs> we've gone through a lot of changes. And uh, we have, we counted, we've done 311 investigations since wow. 2008. That's, that is insane. It's, oh it's insane. Gosh. I didn't believe it, girls. And I go, I turn and look at that file cabinet and I, I still got stuff. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to move the phone around, but I still got, and it's, it's, you know, I got stacks wow. of this stuff. And that's the older stuff to still go through and reevaluate. And because oh we, gosh. yeah, because I was very insistent early, early on that when we do this stuff and, you know, with these historic sites or a personal client that we were going to do like tap stubs, you know, we get a review, we give them information. I write up reports. I make everybody who's in the group do a report. If you don't want to okay. do it, you got to go because that's how we operate. So <laughs> yeah. and you know who gets to do all that stuff when it's all compiled? Yeah. Yeah. With all they, of that. Yeah. They, yeah. They turned me into a micromanager, but um, we, we were, I had a good group of people. People have come and gone. It's not all my work. It's not me. I just was right. the guy who started the group and I was kind of the face, you know, and, I, I guess that's the way the guys used to put it. It's like, you do the interviews, you do this. I don't want to do that. And um, we reached a point, I mean, OG, meaning that when blog talk radio had started, we, we, I jumped into the ring because ghostly talk was the only podcast you could get in Michigan. And, Greg and those guys, they're, they're the old school, you know, and then PAR yeah. came along and there's some people I know there that I don't care for, but that is what it is. Um, <laughs> we know who we're talking that's about. Fine. Yeah, we, I don't, we don't all get along with everybody no, it, it, in the right. community and that's all right. Right. It Not happens. every personality is for everybody. That's how that's the world why. works. You know, that's how the yeah. world works. But, yeah. um, and we did that for a while alongside of our adventures and it was fun because like you guys know already being in the podcast business and I'm starting to find now trying to reinvent it and still do it that we decided we were going to do shows every Thursday night. And it is a nightmare getting a guest and researching and going live every Thursday <laughs> yeah. night. And I had oh, to have, yeah. A, yeah, I had to have a partner, you know, hence you guys. And, um, we did that for a while. Um, uh, we ended up on people's TV network, which is one of the first, uh, internet, TV things that they were trying this new thing that they were going to have oh, okay. some of the people from ghost hunters international, um, come on their program as well as us. We felt pretty, wow. I don't know. We felt kind of strange, but we felt pretty lucky that they asked a group out of Michigan, you know, yeah. uh, Kalamazoo, yeah, let alone awesome. Lori Kimberly, who owned it at the time. She's like, would you guys like to do a show? And uh, we're going to have you on after Shannon, Sylvia, and her husband. And I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And then, you know, <laughs> this is and the then, name I know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we got introduced through other people. And um, we were the number two show on the network. And it was fun. But it's a lot of work. I appreciate yeah. what you two do. Because I've stepped back a little bit that I just get an information sheet. I meet people. I talk to them. I interview them. Yeah. I'm, I know I'm getting off track here. But You're um right. 
that's our history. We, we peaked, we did that. Um, then two of my producers decided that they're going to go back to school and, uh, they, yeah, we were, we were peaking and doing really well. And I, I didn't think I was going to be so into this aspect of it. And I was having a good time because we were able to talk about what we were doing, what, like you guys do, if you go and investigate, you're the group that's in the trenches. You're not, it's not a TV person who's going to tell you all the TV stuff. We were, we were talking about how every place wasn't haunted and there is drama and how it affects your family, all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, anyway, back on track. So we've been around, we did our thing. I, I got as big as 30 people in this group because I had some kooky idea that we could have SMP one and SMP two. Okay. Gotcha. Way too many people to manage way too many personalities. That's a lot. um, It was a lot. And you know, a lot of them were doing it because it was the thrill, like the ghost shows. And that's how we were able to pull off so many investigations because we could be, I could go to Greenfield, you know, over by Detroit and do stuff there. And then the other team could be down on cold water or, you know, vice versa. We would, would we'd set them up that way. And it it worked great for a while. And then I decided we got to downsize. And um, as I said, people have come and gone. And with, when you set up these things, you lose some friendships because some people, yeah. You know, as we said, you digress and they, they, they change, they become, you know, they think they're a paranormal superstar. It is what it is. And, um, mm-hmm. I don't hold any grudges. I don't, I really don't. There's only, I got a short list. There's only three people on it. Okay. But I don't, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> oh, <pretty> good. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to be very forgiving if, if anything. And, um, that's where we are today. So we rebranded as cool. S&P Investigations going okay. into this year. And it's me and Shane Feek. And I, you guys met Shane. And Shane does some incredible mm-hmm. work. Yeah. He, he's kind of the loose cannon. He goes around and works with everybody. Uh, okay. I, I right. like that he does that. You know, he he's meeting a lot of people in our circle. And, um, you know, I got two other people that I trust. And we've done smaller communities. And this year, we're going to focus on some some new projects but uh i guess i'll shut up now that i've did did all that talking and let you (laughs) let you throw questions at me uh i I had i had a couple yeah couple locations just because i i did grow up in the portage in the kalamazoo area um you had mentioned you did a investigation at the beacon club which yep I don't know how many people really know the Beacon Club. I only know it because um, a friend of mine, his family, they were members. And I actually worked for his family when they owned a pharmacy. And we had our uh, employee parties there. What pharmacy did you work for? Oh, okay. Um, Quinn's Pharmacy, but it was also owned by Westlake Pharmacy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that pharmacy. Which I think it's still there, but they don't own it anymore. He retired. His right. dad retired. Well, it's it's that's an interesting location. I'm glad you brought it up because I'm, we're actively still allowed to work it. Um, you know, the person who purchased it actually purchased it two years back. I won't get into some. I won't get into things that I know behind the scenes. Um, the person who owns it's very good friend to me. I mean, we're like brothers. We just had a meeting uh, the other night because he's making some big changes and some things are going on with him and. Um, I am honored that he calls me his brother, you know, he, to have me come in there and sit down with him and talk to me and my wife, like we're his family. 
and he says that um, and he means it uh, is means a lot to me. And I can't say enough nice things about Francois Moyer. Um, you know, he's French. <laughs> that's, I, yeah. that's what I'll say. Um, and I went to his restaurant, <laughs> Francois, for my uh, sweet 16 dinner. Did you like it? <laughs> oh, it's the best creme brulee I've ever had in my life. Right. He still makes that. Yeah. He still makes that oh, part I... of my haunted, haunted dinner. Yeah. Oh, I need to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, we need to go. <laughs> okay. We got to go. Well, you can I'm come down. to the beacon yeah. too. I'm, I want to oh, set up okay. some, some things at the beacon, you know, and, um, which has now been rebranded a la Ferme, which is the farm. And oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's okay. farm to table, freshness and food. Uh, he's kept the roasted chicken on the menu because that is a very, you know, the Beacon Club's history. So that is a very historic thing that um, Evelyn Ferris Mahoney kept. That's how they, they bought the place, and that's how they kept it as a private dinner club. But that was their main thing was their chicken. They became famous oh, okay. for their chicken dinners. and. Um, so us working that, the short of it is, is that I invited Tommy amongst the tombstones in. Tommy does a YouTube channel along with his buddy, Randy's Real Paranormal. Now, they operate very different from mm -hmm. me and other people. And, uh, you know, uh, I brought him in thinking, you know, we'll see if something happens because I had had some things happen. We'd literally had a baby carriage which we thought we would catch it on camera, but the camera was just out of sight. Isn't that how it oh, always goes? Yes. Yes. I, I went and took a break and we sat, we were in the back room having pizza, pizza. Cause I'm literally probably half a mile from my house, you know, where I, I lived that close to it. Wow, and, nice. um, yeah, I'm up near Northern high school. So if that tells you anything, I'm right down the street. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, we're taking a pizza break and a uh, young man and who joined the group with his girlfriend, Jeff Smith, great investigator. He's just eager, eager to help and eager to go at it. And he goes to use the bathroom and he comes back immediately. Like he hadn't even gone a second and uh, he's looking at us and we're like, what's wrong? You know, I thought maybe somebody got in the front door or something. Maybe we didn't lock something. And yeah. uh, he's like, did you guys move that baby carriage? I mean, he was scared out of his wits. I could tell. And I'm like, no. Maybe he didn't so, need to use the bathroom anymore. He didn't. Um. Uh, he, he, he can't. So I, I went out there immediately, and, and it literally had moved six feet. And it was underneath oh, wow. the staircase. Uh, he just, Francois had it sitting there, and it had been pushed up against the women's bathroom door. And so we go to check the footage and we see him walk around and he's in sight of the camera, but you can't quite see under that section of steps. So yeah. we knew then that he hadn't touched it. I can see right. him the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I do see a shadow movement. We do see a shadow movement and it, I can't explain it. The, the, the carriage moved. Um, I then took a friend in there, uh, Cynthia Morrison. Her family owns Morrison Jewelers. I grew up with her and her family. Oh. And as we were taking Cynthia through on an investigation, I'm behind her with the camera. And I also caught an EVP saying, help us as we were going up into the attic. Oh. Now on Tommy's video, I ask your viewers, go check it out on YouTube. It's Tommy amongst the tombstones. Okay. And it's, it's called, it's called haunted bar. And uh, we're in the bar section of the Beacon Club, and you're going to see some pretty interesting, if not, I don't, I'm not going to use the word fantastic, but again, my hopes were maybe he'd have a little something happen, and it, 
it was like a three ring circus. And I also caught something on video that I didn't expect because we had, we had caught a picture. Uh, one of the team members had taken a picture from the dining room, looking into the bar room door, which is like this little square door or window. And, yeah. um, yeah. And it's not pareidolia. Okay. I know the difference. I've been doing this long enough and I look at it. I, yeah. I blow it up and look at it closer. It is a woman's face looking at the crew. Literally a woman's oh, wow. face. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm still moved by this stuff. I'm still like, holy yeah. cow, you know? Yeah, so wow. I immediately pull up pictures of Evelyn thinking it could be other people that have worked there too. And I match it to a picture of her and her husband on a couch and it looks like Evelyn Ferris and uh big guess, but that's what I'm going to say. Okay. And why? And then, mm -hmm. so when we're there months later with Tommy, as I'm filming, the guys are to my right. And as I'm filming and I'm, I'm moving across with my camera, I catch something in that window from the other side and there's a dark shape and it's moving and I can see it looking at us. And Ooh. as I'm, as I'm panning to the right and I go back, it dodges and ducks down. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah, it's crazy. And uh, you'll see it on the video and he's got a lot of EVPs and there's EMF movement all over the place, especially in a section where there's no electricity. So right. there's motion yeah. sensors going off. So it's, if I'm to tell you anything, it's, it's a haunted location and we are, going to do some work there and it's, it's great. So I, I can give people the history. I know that's why you asked me on. So So David Smith built the place. Anything. Yeah. He built yeah. the place and it's, it's in and around 1850. They do not, they can't even, I went and looked at the records and for the land plat or the plot, plotting on the land plat itself. It's, mm -hmm. it's circa 1850, 1852. Nobody has a damn, yeah. I guess that's as close as they're going to get. But we know that yeah. that house, that structure, which is underneath that is original. And that's when it was put there. And okay. uh, then it became oh. the Carnies. He, or, yes, he sold it to, um, or no, the Cobbs. I'm sorry. Uh, the Cobbs ran a farm there uh, until okay. they decided that they were going to leave. They sold it to a family called the Carnies, who he became a senator. And there are pictures that we used in the video we have uh, of the daughters uh, in one of the main fireplace rooms, which is still there. So, okay. yeah, it's beautiful. They, there's a spinning wheel. So they lived there for oh. many years. And then after that, you know, Evelyn and her husband in 47 came across it, you know, um, okay. and they started selling chicken. They made it a bring your own booze type of thing because Prohibition okay. had finally done it's you know gone to an end <laughs> yeah, and she, died, yeah. yeah and they had put in an airstrip which is already going on there you know in the 30s and planes were coming darn darn close to the house you know and uh oh this is where they had it on yeah so she thought we gotta gotta come up with something so they put a beacon on top of the house and they renamed it the beacon club Oh, and, and that's it. why it's okay. beacon because they didn't want planes crashing into the house, and it, yeah, it's still there. Yeah, please don't hit our house. <laughs> yeah, Air don't plane. hit the house. I don't think you're going to win a chicken yeah. dinner if you crash into the house. It's pretty close there. Yeah, it, it is very close. In fact, right next door, they had a plane go down in that field right next to him a couple of years back. So, oh, um, no, he survived. Everybody was good. Like, 
Yeah, I hope so. What a weird, like, maybe maybe that was too close to build your airfield. Maybe we uh, put it a little bit further out of town. I don't know. No. Well, the, the air, the <laughs> this, this is a segue, I guess, into the other part to what I think is going on there, too, is their property and part of their farm in the backyard, right around the corner, the, the used to be called uh, Pioneer Cemetery. And uh, it's now Indian uh, Cemetery. And because those pioneers buried themselves on top of the Native Americans who were in that cemetery area. Okay. And behind that is now like this landscaping company. They go back there and get gravel. They took out all the woods. Now, there's a big lot of woods back there. But on the other side, that's all gone. And um, we know that that's where they would bury their dead. And right across the street what you just mentioned, which is the airport and that all of that yeah. right there was their village. That's where the Potawatomi lived okay. um, right, right near to that farm and across from that farm. And uh, so I've done the air zoo and I think that that may have added to some of the strange things going on there too, is not just oh, modern yeah. day hauntings. I think beacon might be subject to that as well because we had native Americans traipsing up and down through there and I'm sure that the David Smith and I'm sure that uh, the Cobbs were probably friendly with the natives that you, you you were better off by being that way with them back in the day before they were pushed out of Kalamazoo. You know, you get along, you trade oh, yeah, right. stuff with them. And yeah. then down the street, the other connection to that tribe, which is connected around the Beacon Club, it's just kind of a really cool little circle of, of historic, I think, haunted history, which... I'm going to go start working the Bicentennial Park because right there, they discovered a couple of years ago, right there on Portage Creek that runs through there, they found mm -hmm. remains of a forge. So oh. that means the, the oh. Potawatomi with the, I think it was the British during the French and British wars, Michigan hadn't been settled yet. They, people were encroaching right. and coming in. They were back there building weapons uh, to push the white man out you know, with the wow. friendship of the Brits. So yeah, okay. that makes it interesting too. So I've had some weird experiences out there, but the Beacon Club is, is pretty special. And I think him maintaining, you know, the historic value, which he really wants to do. He's, he's put Evelyn and her husband's picture back up, you know, as the oh, presidents. Of the, yeah. Oh, that's and, nice. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's all about history. That's the same with the castle. Uh, and, uh, he also purchased Carrie Gilmore and W. Upjohn's mansion here on South Street. Ooh, so he's okay. he's trying to save history as a businessman, but he's also, you know, he's also trying to save history. And that was part of our talk, too, that his integrity and um, he had something happen recently that unfortunately happens in business. And I hate to hear that kind of thing happen. You know, we're including some spyware and some different things that happened. And okay. he's gonna he's gonna recover. Everything is gonna be fine. But um good, good. It's a great location. I I love going there. I have access anytime I want, which again I'm honored to have that, you know. That's I can awesome. say, Hey, can That's I come so in tonight? Cool. He's like, Yep, left yeah. the door open. Just make sure you lock it when you leave. Um you have to earn That's that awesome. trust and I think other groups too. Yeah. There's other groups that have that trust with, with sites, I'm sure. 
Oh yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. But yeah, like you were saying before, it's, it's definitely uh, a lot of this field is, is who, you know, and who you've been nice to. <laughs> yeah. Who you've, who you've built that relationship <laughs> with. And, yeah, and yeah. I, I've, yeah, yeah, I've maintained it. I mean, some of the people have changed. Management has changed. You know, we, we reconnected with the air zoo because other groups have been in since us. Um, okay. And there's still things happening there, but Kalamazoo itself um, you know, doing the castle and doing the state theater and uh, a couple other places downtown. Uh, there's some I can talk about. Some I, I told them I, I wouldn't. Um, there's a lot of very historic places down there that they were the movers and shakers around the 1880s, 1890s. Uh, Henderson, obviously, being one of the bigger ball players, uh, Angling and and um, some of the other names that are known here in Kalamazoo, yeah. you know, the park club, we were able to do the park club. Uh, we found the right manager who was open to it at the time because they had had an employee who'd been working there for 20 years. He said, I, I am hearing a girl up here say my name. And we went in oh. 2009 and we pulled stuff out of there. And it was funny because then subsequently they started running commercials about the haunting ghosts of <laughs> club. You know, I was like, Hey, Love that it. was yeah. us. You know, we were there. So, but it's stuff like that. The state theater is very haunted. I know that that's some articles yeah. have been popping up. They're older articles, but I went in there with the older management and we were, we had done it, I think two days in a row. And this is 2009, 2010. And a uh, beautiful place. It's the, the Colonel Butterfield who built a bunch of those state theaters all over Michigan. Again, I love history. I know you guys love history. And oh, yeah. he, they yeah. all look very similar. There's some in Illinois. There's some in Indiana. And they're vaudeville-style theaters. They're very oh, okay. Romanesque or Greek-esque, I guess. Yeah. If you go on the inside, there's statues. Just It's beautiful. Right. And yeah. um, we went in, and that's haunted like crazy. And uh, the experience is there. I, 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 I play several of those EP, EVPs when I give lectures. In fact, yeah. when I'm with you girls at Frankenfest, I play a few of those, you know, in the other room from the yeah, state theater. See, I think, I yeah. Think, yeah. I think I've definitely heard a few cause I pop, I pop in on you while you're giving your talk. Yeah. Like the one where it shushes us like very loudly while we're breaking down equipment. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, I've been lucky to do that, you know, in the park club and, and I want to again, address, I've been blessed. I've been blessed by friendly people and the right people here. And then we started doing private investigations. So that's mm -hmm. a whole other, that's a whole other chapter of the book. Yeah. I don't know what book. Oh, I, sure. I've only written one book here recently. We, we just, we just released it. It's the, it's book two of Henderson Castle. Uh, Francois what? and I put it together. Oh, we'll have to. Yeah, it was surely, surely. I know, like, we didn't know that you released a book. You didn't? <laughs> I, I, yeah, oh. I don't even know where it's at. I, you know what? Hang on a minute. <laughs> Feel free to take up this time, even though I'm talking my fool head off. I apologize. Oh, vamp it. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> Some it's people kinda nice appreciate like, it. me back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I put them. Um, oh, it's, that's okay. You can find it online. I think it's at Barnes & Noble, too. It's... And they got my name wrong. They're like, yeah, it's by Francois Moyer and Daniel Holroyd. It's like, my name isn't Daniel, but I'll take it. Press is press. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. As long as you can claim it as yours. Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. you, guys, you guys have done some stuff and 
I heard you off. Well, when we were trying to get this fixed, that you were yeah, getting we pictures ready for a book. Yeah, um, yeah, we have our 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 not so secret projects because I can't keep my mouth shut. Um, <laughs> Me too. I'm like that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is due at the end of February. Cool. The whole thing, the yep. whole manuscript. In fact, the uh, photos are due in three days. So I'm doing that. That's yeah, cool. get on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. I've, I've, the last thing I'm waiting on is we're just not going to get it because the M Live does not respond to emails, apparently. Yeah, um, I, They're I, I did a, so, I did a, a coffee mind. table book. I don't know if you want to go there. And I'm going to redo it because yeah. it, I, it, I was in a hurry to put it together. It's been out there for a cup, quite a few years. It's called Dead Places. And somebody has already taken my idea after the fact where I was trying, when I was getting ready to retire, I took on delivering auto parts. And I want to tell anybody, if you're 50, don't do it. Okay. It may look like it's fun. <laughs> All right. It didn't turn out to be fun. So, okay. <laughs> but you got it. Travel- don't do it. Right. Don't do it. The travel time was great because I was all over Michigan, all over Indiana and to Chicago once a week. And I was coming across, you know, these abandoned farms and these abandoned houses. Right. So you know where I'm going with this. So I started just getting out, snapping pictures and I started putting together. So this would make a great coffee table book, you know, like this, this size. And I thought that'd that'd be great. Right. And then I put little, I guess, anecdotal little things with them that like wonder if the family's still sitting around the dinner table uh waiting for the crops you know to grow oh, yeah. um yeah. just to kind of be spooky and creepy mm-hmm. um i did get some pictures of traverse city before any of that was renovated or done oh, only from the outside yeah, only okay. from the outside that's when the fences were up yeah. and uh I had a couple people contribute, you know, Deb Para and Tina Truex were also, they caught on and like, Hey, I, I'm going to take some photos and give them to you to put in this book. So I want to redo it. I want to redo it. Cause yeah, I, the only absolutely. copy, only hard copy that ever exists. Cause you can go online and get it is yeah. Mike McKelly from the radio station here. He's since retired. We, he lives up the street. We're still friends. I gave it to yeah. him one year as a Christmas present. That's incredible. Aww. Yes, you should absolutely redo that. Well, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, he was cool, except for one part of the book because he had a picture of Scotty Bud and me together. <laughs> and there was a falling out between him and Scotty. And he's like, Really, man? Thanks so much. I'm like, Hey, so friends are for, buddy. What friends do. But um, I am yours. Any, throw the questions. Well, um, go, Krista, we've talked go. About, I don't uh, know what we're talking about. We've mentioned Henderson a few times, and I'm not sure yeah. how many people are familiar with Henderson Castle. Did, did uh, people even know that we had a castle? Well, this is, and I don't want people, I'm very cautious about not coming off as a narcissist or some, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you, fine. us three have talked about this stuff in person, you know? Yeah. And, um. I don't want to come off by saying some things. It's just, I don't want confidence to be mistaken or some things I say. Okay. I just want people to know that I, again, I'm blessed. I was lucky to get in there because my wife knew the previous owner. It's an 1895 bed and breakfast. And I grew up okay. sliding on the backside of that property down onto like Monroe park and the other streets. And the yeah, person it's got some who great hills. It's got great hills, and they didn't have yeah. all the wine. Yeah, they didn't have all the grapes up there at the time. 
They, you know, mm-hmm. Dr. Jess Walker, his family are the ones who owned it at the time. This is mid to late seventies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, his kids are much older than us and they went to the same schools, but we kind of knew them, but they're a lot older. Sure. And, yeah. uh, he'd chase us off. Cause he's like, you guys are going to get hit by a car. <laughs> which was true. And West Maine is very dangerous. We were sliding yes. out into West Maine on yep. a Sunday thinking, Hey, nobody's out in <laughs> yeah. just, uh, I mean, the no. dumbest things you can imagine. I don't know how my generation at 61, and I'm going to say it, we had metal Tonka trucks. We had, there were no bike helmets, people that I don't know how we survived oh. light bright. Anybody ever have that? Oh yeah. Yes, that I love my fire? light bright. Right. Nope. Right. So, yeah. Here, so, put this piece of paper in front of this very hot light bulb. Exactly. I <laughs> I shorted out all the fuses in my house for that thing. That's a whole funny story. But it's it's the same. What I, I'm getting at is that I I always spent time outside around it. We always mm-hmm. wondered what was in there. Um, yeah. You know, and it's had several owners, um, but it was built by Frank and Mary Henderson. Uh, Frank was a self-made man. Uh, what he would do is he would apprentice in a, all the businesses that were in town. Now, his family came from Syracuse, New York, and they lived in Dwajak for a short period. Uh, they then moved into a house on South Street here in Kalamazoo. That house is gone. Um, it was used for student housing for years, and they finally took it down. But um, yeah. He he would buy into these things, and he I think at a very young age, you know, because he had two brothers and a couple sisters, and his father was very smart, and he was one of the original founders with another group of Kalamazoo. Um, you know, his father, Sylvanius, which is a cool name, um, yeah. he knew, you know, the Taylors. You know, the Taylors owned all the property from the bottom of West Main Hill all the way out to the Drake Farm. Drake Farm had already been settled, but he owned it all. Parts of Western, wow. you know, he, he sold that off or, or gave it to somebody where it became Western Michigan University and Kalamazoo College. Taylors owned it all. They owned all oh that, gosh. you know, from all the historic homes up. Jeez. Taylor property. <laughs> Isn't, that nuts? Isn't that nuts? Because Dang. I had a lady go nuts on me. I just want to throw this in. She went nuts on me at one of these tours. And I'm all about feminism. Okay. I support women. I I was Thank raised by I was, I was raised by my <laughs> my mom. And you know, women are strong. They're beautiful creatures. And uh, I'm not blowing smoke up anybody's rear end. And she just lit me. I mean, we're talking and she's like, well, it's just like a typical man. He went and married a woman and got all of her property and all of her money. And I'm like, whoa, hey, whoa, Whew. this is exactly what I did. I went, whoa, 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 ma'am, whoa. Uh, I'm just doing a tour. This is just a historic <laughs> tour. <laughs> and she is lit. She was lit. She's from Chicago and her friend's telling okay. her she, she's all trying to shush her mouth, you know. And... uh <laughs> Everybody laughed. It was it was funny. And I said, no, let me just did you not hear the part of the lecture at the house? Let me back up. I'll say it again. And now a word from our sponsors. A huge thank you to Chapters Tea and Coffee for sponsoring us this season. Their robust coffee and flavorful teas are keeping us going this busy, spooky season. The Raven's Roast Coffee is perfectly roasted, incredibly smooth, and when I handed the first cup to my husband, he took a sip and a look of pure bliss came over him. Krista and her husband made the dream within a dream tea before bed, and they loved the well-balanced flavor and calming warmth of it. There are so many reasons to enjoy this brand. 
Chapters is local to Southeast Michigan. You can get all of their blends from drinkchapters.com. And they donate 5% of their net profits to Active Minds, the national leader for young adult mental health advocacy and suicide prevention. You'll fall in love with the art, the blends, the bookmarks. Do not wait to get your hands on these blends. Make the cold months warm and comfortable with chapters, tea, and books. Again, that is drinkchapters.com. Thank you for sponsoring this season of Haunted Mitten. You know, Frank made his, he was already a millionaire when he met Mary. And um, yeah, uh, this guy apprenticed with all these companies and then he would buy them out. Residual income. He knew he had other business partners in Kalamazoo. All those people knew each other. The Gilmores, the Upjohns, they all knew each other. They all did. Oh yeah. They did. And, and um, so, you know, he met her, he fell in love. They were very much in love. Um, I tell the story at the tour, I'll share it here, that um, one of the beautiful parts to their wedding was where the Presbyterian church stands down there. It's a new building now, but they did keep the circular stained glass that's in the top of the church itself. That is from the original building. Um, when they were getting married on that very spot, uh, it was warm and they had opened it to let some air in. Uh, Sparrow flew in during the procession, circled both her and Frank, landed on the podium and sat there while they did their vows until they were done and then circled them again and left. Oh, wow. I, I mean, oh. and then they had kids after that, you know. Um, they had uh, six children, one died. Um, Jenny, unfortunately, lived less, you know, a year. And yeah. I can't find her burial site. It's the strangest thing. It could be that she's buried, you know, Frank is buried on top of her. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure, but, um, you know, he had the daughters and he had James and James, you know, died of an appendix burst, um, in the 1900s. Yeah. You know, cause they couldn't fight sepsis, uh, back right. then. No. Yeah. Yeah. and, uh, I got his birth, his death certificate and, um, the girls are interesting in and of themselves too. Interesting people because they were married several times. <laughs> oh. um, strong women like their mother, you know, when Mary had something to say or something to take charge of, uh, she did. And he pushed that, you know, before any of this women's voters rights, you know, and any of that kind yeah. of thing was going on, she was already doing it. And he promoted that. You know, there were people that didn't like him for that. And it wasn't because of the money. It's just that she was that type of personality. So where I'm going backtracking to is that when they got married, her father gave as a dowry to her and Frank that property on the west side. And after a couple of years, as the castle was nearing completion, um, in 1895, they started building it in 1888. So they had already had their kids. The children okay. were, were preteens to adults. None of them lived there, small children. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That's a misconception, wow. too. So they're already young okay. adults or teenagers. And um, so he said, well, I'm going to open it up and sell plots of land up here for people to build their houses. Well, the city's like, well, okay, cool. We'll come up there and flatten it out. And he took a big pause and said, no, you're not going to come up here and flatten out. It's, <laughs> it's on a natural hill like he did with his yeah. home. It's a, yeah. natural, it's a natural building site. And so um, he maintained that. And he said, well, then you're not having the land. 
and he won. So if you drive through the west Good. side of Kalamazoo and it sprawls and it's beautiful up around there where all the mansions are, you can yeah. take Frank Henderson for that. He he won that. He kept Good. that that all way. Right. And he became friends with many of the people who had homes up there. And um, the fence that's on the back of the property is going to be removed here soon. So anybody who's okay. been there, they'll know what I'm talking about because his his road used to go all the way through to the other side. And when they put a few houses oh. back there, there was one person. Uh, she's passed away now. I guess she wasn't so nice. And now she's gone, and that's going to be coming down. Uh, the other neighbors are like, yeah, this should and Francois already said, yeah, I don't okay. care if we make it drive through, you know, it's, it's sure. for the betterment. So, um, interesting, interesting people, but Frank only got to live in it till 1899, very short time after completion. Yeah. Uh, he had apoplexy Oh, and okay. that was their term for stroke. Yeah. I know all yeah. about that. So uh, he had, if you look at a picture that I show in the lecture, there's a, a picture of him because they also produced furniture. I, I want to back up to that, too. They produced furniture. They produced luggage, wagons, anything like the Gilmores. They knew the Gilmores. They were doing commodities. And they had yeah. their own line of clothing. And he's in a picture, which I think is taken at the castle. They did a lot of their family portraits up there. He's got his yeah. hand in his coat now it looks like this hand but we know it's a reverse picture we know that for okay. a fact oh okay and it would be this one and if you look at his face you can see the droop there's a slight droop oh okay so, oh, okay. so my yeah. assumption um being the person who's gone through it and who knows about it on that on medical side that i can tell that he's probably suffered one of the strokes Took mm -hmm. a photo. He's around that age. He's in his 40s. You can tell. He's looking okay. dapper. Um, and he dies shortly after from a second oh. stroke, which took him. And all, as far as I can tell, historically, the only two people that have passed away in that home. Now, there's been some others, but I mean, people who owned the house. I'll tell you about yeah. that, why okay. I said that here in a second. Um, would be Frank and Mary. Um there's a lot of misinformation on people coming there on TikToks. There's groups coming there. There's people just, I'm going to investigate tonight. Okay. And they start telling, I, I hear their stories. And I'm like, that is incorrect. That's incorrect. Oh, that no. Yeah. yeah, that picture that people are circulating of that woman that's on the second floor, that is not Mary Henderson. Uh, we do not have any young photos or portraits of Mary, only older photos oh. of her. Uh, we oh. do have several of Frank in the house, but we have none of Mary. Um, oh, those interesting. Are, yeah, those are just period pieces that were picked up and put in the house to okay. represent turn of the century uh, type of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Francois thinking he's going to take it down because, yeah, it gets misidentified. But right, um, beautiful home. All the woodwork mm -hmm. in there is original. So this wasn't done somewhere else and brought to the house. Mm -hmm. So building materials of the house itself are all Michigan materials. Um, you know, you're talking birch, pine, cedar, it's all because yeah. we were we were the king of the lumber industry here in Michigan yeah. for yep. many years. And it's all brought from here uh, as far as Lake Superior, stone and shale and different Ooh. things that are used in the house, all from the Great Lakes. Wow, so okay. it's got Amazing. that going for it. Yeah. And so um stained glass in the house is all original. It survived the nineteen eighty tornado. And, oh uh, yeah, 
yeah. and there are some there are some small things that people will find in there on the tour if you come see me and i'll point them out to you as being masonic um how do you know that dan you ask i hear you i hear you asking me okay. <laughs> so we come across it often enough that i'm like yeah no that's, that makes sense right i'm a mason so <laughs> yeah, all right i know <laughs> yeah i know so i i tell people he was a mason in kalamazoo he was he was a lot of things he was in the odd fellows you know knights templar okay. i'll be oh. pr- I'll probably be joining oh, wow. those guys okay. here soon so it's a it's interesting i don't know where he found time to have kids all the stuff he was doing <laughs> but but you know who's just like this man when you you think about that and all the things he was involved in all these businesses and i'll talk about how he he merged with Ames here in a second. Um, hmm. It's Francois does the same thing. He's running all these oh. businesses and he's just constantly <laughs> yeah. going, burning yeah. the candle at both ends. I don't know how he does it. He's French. Um, so then yeah. Frank, <laughs> sure, yeah, before he died, <laughs> yeah, before he died, he merged with this Ames corporation, came to him out of Chicago and they were doing banners and uniforms and swords and anything regalia, anything you can think oh, of. Okay. So, okay. This is way before Frank's death. So about a year before, uh, in 1898, we had the Spanish-American War going on. Right. And uh, his son, James, uh, joined up as a volunteer, uh, as did another person by the name of Claire Burley, who I talk extensively about on my lecture, because I ran into Claire's spirit. I think we put him to rest. And... They were in same unit, but different company. They both mustered out of Kalamazoo. And we found out in research that um, Frank hand presented that unit, a flag that was made by the Henderson Ames company. So if you want to talk about another weird connection, uh, that would be it. And what I mean by that is I was doing other investigations, you know, after doing that and still doing that. I've been working that castle for 18 years this year. So I'd go to other places in Michigan and I'd find out, well, they knew Frank Henderson. What? (laughs) How how is that possible? Right. And it would lead right back to Frank Henderson. It was the strangest damn thing. And it even gets stranger now. I, I got to tell you, I'm exclusively telling you this because we, we've we been thinking about this, my wife and I. I grew up next to the damn place. Little did yeah. I know here uh, later on in life, I'd be investigating it right. um, and getting so involved with it. Not just pers- no, not just ghost-wise, but I, I take a personal interest in Frank marrying the kids. I do. I care about the dead just as much as I do the living, if I'm going to yeah, say anything. It's- yeah, it's it's your it's your place. You can definitely say that you have some kind of we uh yeah, Francois made yeah, way. Francois made me and me and Eve honorary I guess ambassadors is what he says. We're ambassadors of the house. That's a big responsibility. That's yeah, uh, that's incredible. Yeah, it, good or bad, you know. <laughs> so it's uh good. It's, it's got its we'll moments. Go good. <laughs> As the lady, you know, the lady with like, wait a minute, you know, it's got moments. <laughs> I've had some crazies on the tour, you know, the drunk people out of Chicago. It is what it is. But, um, yeah. yeah, I love that it's, it's always the drunk people out of Chicago. <laughs> oh, they're always Chicago people. 
Uh, no joke. But yeah. but back to that, yeah, it's always wandered back to the Henderson family. I did a an investigation in Schoolcraft, just south of here, and a oh, guy yeah. has had it in his family for 80-plus years, about 89 years. And I got looking back to, again, I do research. I look at who owned yeah. the land, what was there first. I don't just go in and ghost hunt, folks. I I look into this. We are investigations. This is what right. I do, uh, because yeah. if I'm going to be giving you all the facts and probably sometimes nothing but the facts, like you guys do with your research, you want to have some of the stuff right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. other yeah. people might know and they'll call you out on it. They have no whim about oh, calling yeah. you out on it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we all know about that too. So it's, uh, I find out that the person who was renting the farm to this person's family. And then they ended up buying it eventually was Harriet Henderson, okay. Frank's sister, <laughs> Frank's sister. And I'm like, this is just getting stranger. And so it's kind of lulled, but we discovered in 23 that there have been no less than 30 twins, including oh. Francois. He's got a twin brother. This is where it gets weird. As if I wasn't already. Uh, <laughs> That there have been 30 plus twins that have either had interaction there or worked at the castle. Huh. And that's in recent huh. times. Now, the only person prior to that is uh, Stiefelbergen. He owned the house and he had twin daughters, but they died at birth. And Ooh. we were able to finally find them. They're off Riverview Street and they're in an unmarked. Okay cemetery away from their parents i this is something oh. the hospitals did it's really sad catherine is the only name they gave um you know we we talked to the sexton that runs that that particular cemetery and they have records of that stuff and okay. she was very helpful i want to give her a shout out i'm not going to tell her name but um yeah She's saddened by a lot of that because there's a huge section up there that's a pauper and there's hundreds of people buried there. And yeah. I told her about an experience there in connection to that, that Tina Truax and I were up there in the summer of 2011, just doing some stuff, checking out some headstones. And I was looking at Tina when she felt somebody touch her hair and I watched her hair go up in the air. Oh. And then it dropped and we happened to be right in the middle of all uh -huh. the popper stuff. So <laughs> it's Henderson. Okay. Henderson holds a special place for me. I can't talk yeah. about it enough. And uh, if anybody wants to come out, we do haunted dinners there. And for the price, you know, you, you guys know, you know, up where you're at and the other side of the state, if you go to these haunted events, they're charging hundred, two hundred dollars sometimes oh, yeah. more. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think we're pretty affordable <laughs> at $98 to get a three-course meal. I give you a lecture because you see I like to talk. But I show you things. I have video. I have audio. I, I tour you through the house. And if the weather is agreeable, um, we take walks through the cemetery. And I take you over to meet Frank and Mary because they were built. They're buried, not built. <laughs> they're buried <laughs> on a hill looking right at the house that was in his will. Aww. He oh, believed in the, in the please. afterlife. So there it is. So oh, that's, that's all lovely. I know about Henderson. I got more, but there's, I'll save some of that for later. <laughs> no, that sounds great. And it's a super reasonable price. I, uh, Kristen, oh, you sure, have yeah. done the Whitney. Yep. Right. Yeah. Did you do the actual? No, yeah, we did the Whitney. Actual... I want to do the Whitney. We haven't. Um, we haven't done the the tour. Some okay, friends of like ours the... did. 
like um, we just whole, we like, went there for our, dinner tour thing yeah yeah we just went there for our anniversary dinner which was so um, expensive enough. that that would be die yeah. paranormal right I'm not sure. I think I, think so. I talked I to them. Yeah, they run events there. And they're like, you guys better <laughs> come up. Yeah. I can't afford your rates, man. That's a little too. I, that's another it's... thing, too. I've never, I've only paid to play one time, and that was the LST 393 in Muskegon. And that's because I knew the director. I knew what they were doing with the museum. And yeah. we did that six years straight. It was our team getaway. And we would have, he would, he would turn the hot water on for the girls because God forbid they can't have showers for three effing days, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It was just became a thing. Yeah. And then they're like, you need to go. Sometimes yeah. you just need a shower. Uh, well, then they're like, well, you need to go through with a broom because there's spiders everywhere. It's like, it's a damn museum. I don't care. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so we got to stay on it and it that's haunted too. So People go to the 393 in Muskegon, okay? Because okay. this is Michigan, right? I'm telling people. Yeah. Go to the 393, check it out. I don't know if they're open to, you know, doing investigations too much anymore, but who knows? Uh, also, I did the Silverside in 2000, woo, I can't remember, eight, maybe in nine. That's also haunted, like no one's business, and they openly talk about that too. Um, oh, nice. There's been other groups that have been there. So you can pay money on the submarine with a group of people and spend the night. It's heated all year round. Um, that would be and fun. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's the most decorated World War II submarine still in the water. That it's would be cool. terrifying and so much fun. Those those <laughs> cots are short. I'm 6'2". No. Those cots are short, man. I don't Greg know how these guys are. Time. I they, had up to, they had up to 80 people in there, right? And I'm like, oh, can you imagine yeah, right. the body Ugh. smell? Whew. I would not. I could, but I don't want yeah. to. The body yeah. fuck wow. alone. <laughs> they didn't have deodorant like we do now. Yep. No. Yep. no, no, no. Um, Krista, anywhere, like, I don't know anything in Kalamazoo except for Western, so. Um, covered a couple. I mean, we did the like gosh this was like 14 years ago we did that jc's tour and just downtown oh we did you know what i promote that that is the best kalamazoo haunted tour that's the only one i will oh, promote God, period did. now you heard that, it from me that's the only one i know um yeah I'm like, this well, was know this was back <laughs> i think in 2010 yeah they still did, we did it in 2010 it's it's yeah. coats for kids type of deal you know they they the jc's put the money back into the community and, yeah, right. You know, and I, I with another person gave them a lot of information on the tour. So when you guys, you know, walk some of those buildings and like the state theater and stuff, that's that's our stuff. And I gladly yeah. gave it to them. Um, and I'm not here to say anything negative, but there's another one that exists and I don't promote that. But um, I would say the JCs, if anybody out there, guys, help them out every year because they're doing a lot of great work here in the community. That's why yeah. I ring I ring the bell with the Ghostbusters every Christmas. Been doing that 13 years, oh, okay. and I know that in the past they had a black eye over some things that that you know that director had been removed a long time ago. But oh. they helped us out in the community when we needed help, and that's why I raise money because I know where the money's going. Yeah, um, right. And that's why I help, you know, I try not to be political with a lot of things that I involve myself into, but that's one that I really believe in is Salvation Army. You know, um, I was there. I saw where it goes. I know that they help people across the board and I've had discussions with the commander, you know, over some past indiscretions and some things I didn't agree with, 
because I got weird about that too. It's like, well, you know, your guys, you guys said you weren't supporting this and supporting that. And he's like, right. That person was removed and we, we, we're still trying to heal from that, you know? And oh, I'm like, okay. good. Good. Yeah. They're, you know, they're well, progressively good. trying to make a big difference. And good. I've tried to tell a couple of my people that too, because they were, you know, politically, they didn't want to help. Why would I get on that? We're here to talk ghost stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm trying to um, think back. Um, cause I know, uh, they talked about the civic theater. Yep. Um, yeah. Which I knew some people who acted in shows there. So I've seen a few shows oh. there. I, as did I. And I, I, recently read articles from people who performed there in early early days mm-hmm. and uh i forget the ghost's name they think it's a woman okay. yes and shoot i can't they, remember either they admitted that they did this as kind of a gag and a party thing but having done that other things started to happen <laughs> so <laughs> it happens I, with, right it happens with any Be theater that's right and people have passed away that have have performed there. So sure. it would stand oh, sure. to reason that, and I've asked to go in. I have kindly been told no, <laughs> more or less kindly, kindly been told. No, sure. more or less, okay. you know, we'll, we'll, yep. we'll let you guys decipher that. Um, sure. And I was not out to disprove anything. I just wanted to see what had gone on. I told them I had been in oh, the yeah. state theater. I have done sure. The th- I've recently done a theater in Sturgis, which is very old and haunted. And okay. wow, that's tough. Oh, God, if I come on again for another show, if I have you guys on, I'd love to talk about that. I have yeah, never definitely. been a witness to something so damn crazy in my life. So, um, so I've done a, a different theaters. When I was in Sing Out, we did the Calumet Theater in Calumet, oh, Michigan. Yeah, and we've been there. It, we have yeah, been it was there. Something <laughs> haunted. So. We heard the story about the people being crushed to death on the back staircase and our sound equipment went weird. And, uh, I had an experience on the back stairs and uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. So I believe this summer we're, I told my wife, we're going to make a trip up there and I'm going to, cause I've already talked to some people. They said, yeah, you can come in. We'd love to have you come in, you know, maybe film and do whatever you want to do. So that's a big one for me. Um, I've done the little barn theater that's in <laughs> Niles or not Niles, oh. but uh, Buchanan. Oh, Buchanan. Yeah. I was going to say, and, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. there's a tiny mm-hmm. theater in there. And I met two guys that started Michigan Ghostbusters and they allowed me to come in because they were managing it. And it had been used during what was it, the typhoid fever breakout because know. they had had a big factory in in that area at the time i forget what the factory was and it had get, made so many people sick and die that's where they were housing the sick and the dying was oh, okay. in that theater space yeah. and uh so i've done that theater and i will tell you that place is crazy too very crazy i had seat i had seat um you know going up and down by themselves mm-hmm. on camera oh there's wow no, there's okay. nobody in there so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hard cased to, to believe some of that stuff, but when I know no one's in there, you know, I'm just right. like, that, it's a little strange, right? It's a little strange. Mm-hmm. You're like, what's going on? A but, little um, bit. You know, I I look to do some more stuff here in Michigan to branch out. You know, we've done a slew of cemeteries. I have a list, and people wouldn't think that there's a lot going on in cemeteries, but there are. And I've oh, always I totally asked. Think there are. Yeah. I, I've always asked this question, why are you hanging out in the cemetery when obviously 
we have cases that that we've worked where we've not only made contact at that person's grave, but then we seem to be talking to them at their home, which is miles away. Oh, totally. And so I'm, I am assuming you can travel. So why are you hanging out there? It's nice. I, is yeah. it connected <laughs> because, right. Is it a connection because the body is whole and it's in the grave as some of the paranormal people think? Uh, sure, because yeah. They, they don't seem to come across that when people have been, you know, the ashes and whatnot. So, yeah. um, but I can't say that because I think I had a run in with my mom and she was cremated. So that for me, put that theory yeah. kind of out the window. Yeah. My friend <laughs> yeah, saw, um, or her grandmother saw her grandfather walk into the closet after he'd passed. And that was where they kept the ashes. Oh, geez. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it happens. It happens. And I see you're, you know, you have cats. We talked about that. And I've seen ghost animals. People have asked me about that. Oh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. I think when we first did the farm in Delton, this is when the group is first starting out. I went out with a, a group. I'm the fourth person in the group. And I don't know what Amy had for a car. I think it was a Peugeot. I could barely get in and out of this thing. And there's four of us in this dinky thing. And we had, yeah, we had promised to come out to this lady's place in Delton. And there was a blizzard. Literally, there was a snowstorm going on. And she's like, well, we this car will get through the snow. We can make it. I got good snow tires. And I'm like, we get stuck. I'm There's going to be murder. I'm going to create ghosts on this trip. So I went out there with them. I know. Better. I went out there. We barely made it up her driveway. Oh, God. Because she has a horse paddock to the left of the driveway because she rents it out to people to put the horses in. But she couldn't keep people in renting this house and staying there longer than six months. And so she heard us on, you know, RKR and said, could you guys come check it out? And I'm going to tell you, for the, the two year, two and a half years we worked this place, craziness. And uh, cool. even Scotty Bud Melvin went out. You know, he's in our group as as a yeah. loose investigator. He's a radio person on this side of the state. And we mm -hmm. were out there and just crazy things, you know, crazy, crazy things. Well, when we pulled up, I we all saw this big black dog. I mean, pretty good sized dog, you know, probably maybe four and a half foot big dog. Okay. And he's got white on his chest and he's coming through the snow from around the back of the house. And I see the inside of the house. There's light flickering because there's no electricity or nothing in this house, by the way. It's a farmhouse. Um, okay. All she had was a wood burning stove going for us, <clears throat> which made cool. it made it very easy for investigating. Yeah, you know, but it did. All, all the out, <laughs> well, yeah, all the outside elements were removed. So, right, yeah. Everybody in the car tells me to get out first because, you know, I'm good with pets. I'm good with dogs. I'm like, not if it, it attacks me and bites me. Right. So, You're like, so, great. Thank right. you for giving me the sacrifice. Yep. Right. Great. I'm the big guy. Maybe the dog will be afraid of me. I get out <laughs> to be nice. And as I, as I open the door and I'm blocked just momentarily for the door, yeah. I see them doing this in the car. And then I turn and look. The dog is gone. And uh, Becky comes to the door. This is the homeowner. And she goes, oh, Dan, I'm so glad you made it. And she says, everything okay? And I go, is your dog friendly? And she's like, what dog? This is how it goes down. <laughs> and I go, this, the big black dog with the fur. And she's like, that dog is dead. It's been buried a year behind the house. Oh. And uh, I was speechless. And I'm telling everybody, get the F out of the car. I did use those lang <laughs> that language. 
<laughs> this is going to be a good investigation. And yeah, uh, she, she said only one other person has seen that dog. But we saw things in the house that we can't explain. And I often talk about the Delton House uh, as one of the most haunted places I had truly been. And uh, when we left, I couldn't leave the house fast enough because we felt that the negative entity that was there was a, a gentleman by the name of Patrick who shot his brother over the property uh, early on when they owned the property. He then had his niece come live with him and she became the school teacher in Dalton. And there was a picture of her. Uh, Becky had found this his, this uh, little book they did about the history of Dalton. And there was a picture of her in the very room we were standing at her piano because oh, Patrick had gotten sick and died and she was she took over the property and um the lady that becky had purchased it from uh came here from chicago with her husband again the chicago connection and she hated every minute of it and the first week we're here he dropped dead in the front yard by mowing the lawn whoa so she, yeah this is in 1919 she was okay. quite old when, when Becky bought it from her and she had been, how she made a living was renting boats out there on the lake and baking bread for uh, local places in town. Oh. And she did some like, you know, uh, what would you call it? Crocheting and things like that okay. to yeah. make a living. And uh, yeah. she was 96 or something like that when Becky purchased it from her a year before we came in and oh, she was no. still alive when we were going there. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So I thought I saw a woman upstairs in the main bedroom just for yeah. a couple seconds. And I don't lightly tell those stories either uh, with a stern look on her face. Like, what am I doing in her bedroom? You know, one of those type of things. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I'm just here. I'm just here doing my thing, ma'am. You know, that would be inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't follow me home. None of that business. But uh, <laughs> that's just one of many. But Kalamazoo, as you wanted to hear about. As part yeah. of the story, it's, it, it has such an array of businesses. I've been in warehouses here through my security work here in town. Um, I did want to briefly mention that uh, for 12 years through a company, I worked at a place called Graphic Packaging here, which is the major paper company that's on the Kalamazoo River. And okay. it was over 150 years old, two of the buildings that I was going into when I worked wow. there. And I would work nights. Um, my shifts would change, you know, and I would work nights and I would go in there and without permission from the boss, because we they did they kind of looked down on that. Because believe it or not, paper and corporate, they're very funny about espionage and weird sh stuff like that going on. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Wow. Crazy, huh? Them to be. So, yeah. but I was, I was just, I couldn't, I took a camera in there and I had a buddy who was into it and we had some experiences in there. And then I discovered through doing research that literally on our yard over the railroad tracks where the bridges mm -hmm. on the Kalamazoo river. And Krista, you know, I think you know where that section of town is, right? There's yeah. the paper company that stinks really bad. And they, there's that water treatment thing right there on the river. Well, where yeah, that, those yeah. two water treatment vats sit, that's where the original fur trading cabin was. And they oh. had people, you'd get on a log raft and then they do the rope thing to get you across the river. Cause that <laughs> went all the way down around. It's still, you know, it's still there in order for you to get into Kalamazoo till they put the other two bridges in. And wow. we would go out there at night and just sit and think we would hear strange things. And absolutely so crazy, crazy building. Yeah. yeah. Doors opening and closing in front of us. I had a 50 pound bench slide behind us. 
And I don't remember really what happened between the time we heard it because I was being the jerk. You know, I was doing the whole Zach Bagans thing where I wasn't like really calling it out. But I'm like, hey, you don't have to hide. I did say coward. You don't have to be a coward. And I I know. Right. I turned my back and I hear and that's this bench. (laughs) And the next thing I know, me and Sean were on the steps trying to make our way up out the door. And I realized, how did I get on the steps? (laughs) I was moving that fast. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And that changed my mind that day that I because I never believed people were being pushed and shoved and people thrown around. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I I just got pushed. I got pushed the spring down in Cassopolis. Um on a live video <laughs> so i'm oh, wow <laughs> and i'm a big guy and i was a little off balance anyway but i felt somebody's hand on my shoulder and they kind of pushed me over slightly and i'm all like right. Oh, all right thanks okay i see you I here man it. yep <laughs> it's, it's 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 fun doing this work you know i i try to be very neutral i try to be kind like i'm coming in someone's living room and yeah, of course, uh, of course. i only say things now like an emotional value to try to get a reaction you know like did you have children did you raise children here even mm-hmm. simple things like did what's your favorite food and we've gotten answers i use a ghost box an old mm-hmm. radio shack you guys have seen it and I either yeah. get good stuff on there or I get a headache because it sounds so horrible after about five it, minutes of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to take for long periods of time, especially if you're not getting anything and you're yep. just like, yep. and I have a migraine, so I'm done. We're done with this for now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we um we just did our first investigation ever in October at yeah, the Riverside Art that Center we led, yeah. here oh. in Ipsy. Um, we were their first go? ever investigation. Um, it was part of a silent auction that we were doing okay. uh, for the theater group that we work for. Um, and of course, like I, I, if you would only talk to me, I would say not a damn thing happened. Um, but if you talk to Krista's husband, Greg, <laughs> yep. our, whom, who I have now affectionately termed bait, um yeah. he he got he yeah he, he, he got experienced some some, a couple things and that's, that's funny that's it's very exciting but yeah it was our very first investigation ah, ever. theater <laughs> good old theater yeah oh absolutely, and, and yeah. the well one it's like two buildings that are kind of been joined together and the one yeah. side was the um, masonic temple for a very yeah, long yeah. time yeah and where the theater in there is now um it was a community theater back then too and then the top floors, um, which they just recently renovated, were where they did the actual, um, like, secret stuff. The bottom, I guess oh, the bottom. All, all, all of the your Masonic stuff, thing. Yeah. 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 The bottom two floors, I <laughs> guess, were. It's more transparent now like, than ever. open was, to the yeah. community. Yes. And yeah. then the yeah. top yeah. two floors were private. Yeah, yeah, we still have closed business and closed stuff. But we, you know, you, we welcome people to come in to watch us open lodge. And, and when I've had people, I've had Tommy and Randy into two different lodges, and I'm going to do some more Masonic lodges. I do a, a, a false opening. You know, we can show people that. Um, it's just a society with, with secrets. And if it was nefarious, I wouldn't yeah. belong to it. I tell everybody that. Had there been yeah. anything weird going on, I love watching these docu-series and these conspiracy oh, things. Yeah. And like, listen, yeah. I don't know if they're aware, but there are different sects. Not sex, okay? Sects <laughs> with a T. Everybody get that? So there's, there's different versions of Masonic. And, mm. you know, we 
do not, we frown on that. We do not get along with those folks. We're the Blue Lodge and the Blue Lodge is the oldest out of Europe. And we trace our okay. stuff, you know, I can talk about this. We trace our stuff all the way back to the temple um, of King Solomon and a lot of the teaching and stuff. And, you know, I, I we're not a religion, but the reason that we, we don't take atheists is, is very simple is because we want somebody to, you can say that you, you believe in higher power, Thor, I believe in Thor. We're good with that. We just want people right. to acknowledge that you're this and there's a higher power that created you. Right. If right. you don't want to be there, then you're not going to go along with a lot of the things that we do. Just, just a yeah. short information for folks watching, you know, <laughs> there is a lot yes, of charity yeah. work involved with what we do and there are people with money, but there's people like me too. And there is no yep. damn treasure cave because I would not have lived in a damn gated community <laughs> in a trailer. Okay. It, I would be stealing diamonds. I did. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have happened. It doesn't happen. Okay. I don't know yeah. where they're coming. But there are, but there are things that are, you know, like the skull and bones and different things that we're just, we talk about that stuff and we're just like, Hey, we're not connected, you know, with a lot of this thing. And I think people's perception is that we are, but yeah. we do have, we do have mystic classes because a lot of us do believe in the hereafter. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, not being a religion, but it's fun because sure. I've been asked to speak these a couple times in the work that I do. And I tell the brothers, it's like, man, you know, I can't, I've been invited to do, you know, the Grand Rapids Temple. There's another guy that I, I'm a brother with that he's kind of beat me to it. But I've done Fort Wayne, which is a hum, it's humongous. It's it's got 13 and a half floors. There's a hidden floor. And oh, we had nice. we, we had Wheezy from Ghost Hunters there years ago, <laughs> and he was screwing around with one of the skulls, and the teeth fell out, and he's like, "Ah!" Oh. And then one of the, <laughs> one of the brothers came in and said, "Yeah, you're not supposed to be touching that." Yeah, and you're then, not. What are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> and so I found I found that funny. And then he came into a room where I was, and I was sitting. I had I wasn't a mason yet, and I was sitting into the worshipful master's chair. And you're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, Am I going to get beat up or murdered or something? And uh, he's like, Well, it's only you and me. But then he took pictures. I'm like, Well, don't share that on. <laughs> You know, don't be sharing that. So now they're gonna come after me. Right. Yeah, the, 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 it's been fun. I I watched Tommy had they had a camera on a pedestal, which we call the brother. You know, in the in the West, and I watched it being pushed, and it was shoved off one of the pedestals right in front of me. Oh wow! wow. And I, I hear people walk in this building. It went up in 1960. It's not okay. that old. Yeah, no, but, we, but that doesn't seem to, to matter too much no, when it comes to no, spirits and things. Because so. we've had brothers that yeah. built that place. A lot of them, most of that generation, has they're passed away. Right. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think I'm probably the third or fourth oldest in there now. But uh, it's an interesting, it's very interesting, you know, yeah. for enlightenment and the things that you learn. But paranormal-wise, what else can I tell you about Kalamazoo? Yeah, I, well, I've heard... Uh, that brought people have seen apparitions in Bronson Park. Yes, ma'am. And oh, that was yeah. kind <clears> of <throat> there's the mound there. I know. Um, it used to be called Church yeah. Square. Um, uh, when Calvin that was makes built. a lot of sense. Yep, <laughs> it's like look at these churches there. Hell yeah, it does. Right, right. I went to the uh, the Methodist church there, was our church for a long time. Yeah, you remember the one on the corner the corner church across from the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts. Yeah. It's gone. Really? Ripped it out. 
they could have reused it, saved it, but they could not get any clergy. And they're like, yeah, yeah we're going to tear it down. So, you know, oh, Kalamazoo, man. ah, we'll just, we'll put something else in there. But as you yeah. pointed out, Krista, it's, it was the square of churches there. I mean, we had so many churches in this town. It's ridiculous. So many. There's yeah. still so many. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. every couple of blocks is a church. Well. I'm like, it is West get, Michigan. Yeah, how does this speak to the sin in Kalamazoo? That's what I want to ask people. <laughs> What's going on? I mean, literally, two blocks down, there's a church. Two blocks this way, there's a church. Three blocks that yeah. way, there's a church. Nope. And it, it, it is act, still, it's actually insane. But it does. It, it's, it begs to a lot of activity there. Um, they have that Indian burial mound. Now, there's been yeah. a lot of discussion about it, but it, it is. Um, it's protected. Uh, I don't, there's been a fight going on behind the scenes about whether Western removed artifacts or not back in the day. Oh. I'm, I'm inclined to believe they probably did because a lot of things were going on 40s, 50s. That, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, uh, we've had the same yeah. problem here, same time period oh, with yeah. U of M taking things from. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even though I'm go blue, man. Go yeah. blue. <laughs> Sorry, go blue. Sure, why not? Me too. Um, I'm sure, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I told my my Sparty yeah. friends next year, man. Next year, you guys got a a chance <laughs> in hell. I don't know what. Um, so yeah, so then it progresses into a scene where the park, you know, Abraham Lincoln was there on the on his yep. election tour, the very year that he won yeah. his first election, yeah. which then we you know sparked the Civil War. Um, there's been other things that have transposed on those grounds with famous people. Yeah. And, um, so it, I think it lends now, if you were to go a, a few blocks over and it used to be called pioneer park it's no longer, they've changed the sign. There's a, a famous octagonal house, which sits there and it's mm -hmm. right down the street from old central high school. And, um, that was the pioneer cemetery. There's okay. still there's still 150 bodies remaining in that ground. Of course there are. Because they, they were given a directive that you needed to move your family over to Mount Everest across from the castle. And not yeah. everybody made the bus trip, apparently. They didn't get they didn't get the memo. Yep. Um, and plus a lot of families died off or they moved away. So they just yeah. they yep. let them overgrow. I have worked that. And I can tell you, Krista, I think that's haunted. The homeless will not sleep in there at night on those benches. They will tell you why. Oh, uh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, we, we went in there on several Sunday nights as quiet as we could because right. traffic does lull down to a little bit. And knowing that, but I got an EVP I'm going to have to send to you. I want you to listen to it. Yeah, we, I don't know if you can hear this, but we hear this. We hear, help me. Oh, oh, wow. And you're like, okay. why does that sound like wood? And someone's saying, help me. <laughs> right. We were a little creeped out. And then we had a ball of light on the ground that Denise Gowan took a picture of. And um, there's some leaves, but there's nothing shiny there. We took several photos. We could not reproduce sure. it. So mm -hmm. I think we're onto something. The only reason that we went there is because Krista Robinette, who's a friend of mine, uh, Christy was trying to help me backtrack a thing from the castle when I first had it run in with Claire. And it took a year to find out that it was Claire Burley. That's a whole other story okay. about the, the Spanish-American war guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you have a cemetery in the middle of your town. And I think there's a connection or something. 
So I went there and at first I didn't think there was, but then when I was able to re retrieve a list of names and there's not an act, you know how this history thing goes. There's not an accurate list of who was removed and who wasn't because no, why, why would they want people to know that? Yeah. yeah. So taking a guess, there were several Taylor relatives and Henderson relatives that were buried there. So I'm like, what in the fudge cakes? So it's uh Wow. That's rather unique. It's still a, yeah. a very cool place, uh, you know, like Bronson too. If you get a quiet Sunday night, you know, that's part of, I think, both those Kalamazoo tours. You can go down there if, you, if the homeless aren't in the park because um, you might see some crazies and think, is it haunted? Um, <laughs> or, I don't, you know, we work, I, student drunk Danny, we work in a Western. library. Like, we're fine. Oh yeah, you are. And, yes, and you the, are. the downtown, the downtown Kalamazoo branch is right there as well. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they said some things. Yeah, that is funny that you say that. <laughs> I was just making that observation not too long ago. I was like, why do all the weirdos hang out at the library and the yep. damn park? Yup. It's it's yep. a warm place to go. They can be in there yeah. all day. No one's going to yep. bother them. But it's just like, I, I don't know. I feel terrible. <laughs> I feel terrible about that. But it, there is some humor in it, you know. But, yeah, uh, like, yeah and, we have to find humor in it or else we'll just be really, really depressed about the state. Of, right. Do you um, feel like you guys have a target care. on you, too? You guys have a target on your shirt? Like, Sometimes. come talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Come talk to me. That's me and my wife. We're like, why yeah. do they always spot us in a store? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, yeah. in the middle of Walmart. And they're like, I'm going to go talk to Dan. Yeah. I'm like, I, I had a guy just walk up to me. He's like, oh, man, my team got blew out because I was wearing a Michigan scarf. And he was oh, as special yeah. as could be. And I'm like, oh, maybe next year, man. I tried to walk on, like, conversation's over. But he followed Great. me around the store for five minutes. Oh, uh, okay. This, my wife's like, who's that guy? You know him? I'm like, no, I don't know. No. I do now. Yeah. I yeah. know him now. Know everything His name about is him, Randy. Man. His name is Randy. <laughs> yep. So, it, it, you know, it, it's the spice of life. It's It takes all kinds to make the world go round. And True. I think watching some of that, too, made me question my sanity because I'm like, some of the things he says or he does, I wonder if I do those when I'm at home alone. I think do I, I do. do that? Yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife said that she, she thinks I have a slight degree of Tourette's, which I agree. Because he's like, you yawn, you make noises, you make weird noises at the dog, you're doing weird things. Why do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Just do it. Just like, do it. Like here, talking so much. She's like, you start in the car the minute I'm on a trip with you. There's times I don't want to be on a trip with you. And I'm like, well, because there's one thing I cannot stand is if there's two of us in the car and no yeah. one is talking, if I can't put on a podcast, then I got to talk. That's yeah. My husband kind of like that. I mean, my husband's yeah. a performer, so yeah. Well, yeah. He's into theater. Yep. Oh yeah, he does. He's um written quite a few plays actually that they've done. So he's more yeah. interested in that end, but he's been in a few as well. I've done oh, that. Yeah. I did that in high school. Murder most fouler, my friend. Yeah, I've done some theater <laughs> in my day. I, I played a professor a couple times and uh, more of a comedic role. Believe that or not. But, what? Uh, no. Um. Yeah. So, um, if there was anything else, if there was like, what? Amazing. You have thing on your shoulder. Uh, <laughs> if there was any like any one last thing you wanted to talk about, um, definitely tell people where they can find you. Um, 
Yeah, self yeah, self promotion. We are, you, we are my all friend, go for it. In your bedroom at night in the corner. Dang. <laughs> that should probably edit that part out. Yeah, I don't want hate mail. Um, <laughs> and if you do send hate mail, send it to Mike McKelly at WRKR. <laughs> it's still a running gag. We used to do that for years. And he never Father's got favorite it. Radio station. Yeah, Stephanie Bishop got it one time and she's like, some crazy guy sent us a bunch of stuff. Um, you can yeah, you can find me at Southern Michigan Paranormals on Facebook or my network at unrestrictedparanormal.com, which you will find these ladies. Uh, their show will be up there. Anything they run and they record, including this, all the new stuff. I'll be hard yeah. at work here within the next week or so. Uh, getting that organized and you were on a page under podcasts and uh, you can, you can find me there. Uh, we've renamed our podcast paranormal notebook Okay. and uh, I'm going to have a co-host, you know, drew from uh, living histories, mysteries. We're going to oh. have different people we've had in the past. Michelle Fried will come on and Michelle's been at events, but we got yeah. ghost Rama coming up uh, here very soon, May 11th at the bell mansion in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That is a very famous location. And yeah. um, we got Keith Age from uh, Children of the Grave from Sci-Fi. I've known oh, cool. Keith for years. He's going to be a special guest. Uh, you know, Anthony Great. Snyder. Um, they'll be there talking. And uh, we'll do one at the Beacon Club June 15th. But that's the places you can find us. And uh, right here, I guess, if you have me back on anytime. <laughs> Yeah, we would love yeah, to. Love Absolutely. To. When I don't have a haunting on my laptop, I don't know what's going on. So we'll figure it out. I don't know. Technology. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. Whatever. Craziness. But, uh, I mean, oh, my husband's ahead. not ready to have our house uh, invested for gated for demons. So You should. Yeah. You should. Uh, go to HendersonCastle.com and you can find my haunted tours, too. Please do that. Sweet deal. Yeah. I told these two. I'm telling all of you out here who are listening, watching, whatever it may be, that they have been invited, okay, with I know, I their know. partners, that if they come down, you're my guest. You can do the, I'll get you a dinner. You can do the tour. We can take pictures and have fun. <laughs> my yes, mom really we, wants to do it. My mom we was are excited when I told her. absolutely coming this year. Yeah, yes, come down and we'll have a couple drinks afterwards, summer. you know? I mean, yeah. Awesome. Irish whiskey makes for a lot of fun well you got my husband i uh, just got on mine that. too that's yeah. all you needed yeah we'll come down and see me <laughs> yeah we will we promise yeah all right sure thank you so much <laughs> yeah what a good ending there's, there's the bear that's my son that's my son paul <laughs> i know he's huge Hi, Paul. You're on a podcast. He's on a podcast. (laughs) So we're going to go out and enjoy a a hockey game. And I want to thank everybody for the birthday wishes. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it so much. I'll see you at the the next event. All right. Yes, definitely. Which I'm going to send one your way, which is coming up very soon. And if you want a table, I can work it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're always down. Yeah. All right. I'll send it to you, girls. All right. No worries. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye. 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 We're back here to talk to you about Lynn B. Designs. Not only do they have the best nail polish to rival even those most expensive nail polishes you see on Instagram, but they have stickers, 
wax melts, shirts, everything cute and adorable and definitely ready for this fall season. So be sure to check out this vegan, cruelty-free brand. You will love them as much as we do. Check out Lynn B. Design's monthly sales. They are fantastic. I am going to go look at some right now. Thanks.